welcome to the show. I appreciate you tuning in. You're listening to Vote Your Conscience with Kevin Stola. Well, it's been a while since I've made an episode. I just hit my busy season in the window cleaning business and uh, just didn't have any time and had to put this on the back burner. But here I am a month later and I'm ready to make more episodes. Before we get started, I just want to cover we are still on Instagram at underscore vote underscore your underscore conscience underscore. And we do have a personal Twitter and Instagram as well, just under at my name. Um, You can find all that in the show notes as well. On this episode, I wanted to cover a topic a little bit different. Uh, It's kind of a combination of what I've been wanting to do with this show. You know, I know this is a political podcast, and I also kind of wanted it to be a self-improvement podcast, because I think that these things go hand in hand. I don't think that we're going to be able to just make our politicians make our world better without bettering ourselves. So I do believe that it's a combination of the two that is going to help us improve our country and the world uh, the most. I made a post about this the other day on Instagram, and it was just titled, What is Your Dream? So that's what I'm going to be covering on this podcast. Uh, And what I mean by that is it's just it's a question that, you know, I think most people don't really ask themselves, um, you know, what their dreams are, their actual dreams. So you know, not plans and goals and just like hopes for their actual life, but, you know, having a really big dream. So this is something that I ask people. So I do uh, interviewing for my company that I have. And it's a question that I ask in interviews. I want to know what people's dream for the future is. So most of the answers that I get, I mean, they don't really satisfy me very much because, you know, I, I am a dreamer. I've been a dreamer my whole life. So I have massive dreams. And most people, I mean, I get it's an interview, it's a little awkward, you know, most people aren't going to say they want to save the world or, you know, feed the poor or something. Um, But to me, you know, having a big dream like that shows the motivation and just the character of what someone really wants to do with their life, or at least what they, you know, have dreamt of in an ideal world, um, you know, what could be possible. So, When I ask that question, I mostly get, you know, if someone doesn't have their own car, they want a car. If someone has a car, I mean, I've heard people multiple times say that they want a second car, uh, you know, and that's their dream. Um, A lot of people say they want their own place if they're still living with their parents or if they're in an apartment, they want a house. So I understand, you know, those are good goals to have, uh, but I just I don't really see them as a dream. So a dream to me is, you know just what it is, a fantasy. It's a dream. It's something that doesn't have to be real. You know, you can dream of world peace. I mean, depending on what that means to you, that might be something completely impossible. Even if we had, you know, one world that was combined together and there was no wars between countries anymore, it's not like there would just be 100% peace across the entire planet. There would be people that are still killing each other, you know, just in individual disputes and stuff like that. So, you know, it depends on what you mean by world peace, but it's something that maybe we can achieve countries not attacking each other, you know, many years from now. We're not, uh, we haven't arrived anywhere close close to that. But, you know, having large dreams like this, if you can fantasize about them, I believe that it makes you 
more in tune with the outcomes that are uh, possible and what we can actually do about it. So if your dream is to get a house, you know, that's an achievable dream. That's not something that is, uh, you know, conceptual. That's something that most people, if that was their only goal, would be able to achieve that. So some of the dreams that I mentioned, you know, people telling me about in these interviews and also just people that I talk to in general, you know, acquaintances and friends and family, uh, a lot of people, you know, they don't have the size of dreams that I have, or at least they don't want to discuss them or admit to having them. So even if they had, you know, very large dreams, like I was writing the other day on Instagram, you know, some of my dreams, you know, ending poverty in the world, um, you know, ending hunger, um, building a business that, uh, you know, generates millions of dollars, tens of millions, hundreds of millions, you know, maybe even billions of dollars. Um, I mean, I dream about it. I don't know if I'll ever achieve a billion dollar company or something. It's not even something I particularly just, you know, want. I want it as a dream because I want to be able to help the world and being able to control that kind of capital. You can really push your capital where, uh, you know, it can have the impact that you want it to have. So whether or not that capital is contained within a private company or, you know, a non-governmental organization or even in a governmental organization, you know, through taxes, um, that's all going to have the same power. It's a billion dollars and you'll be able to do the same things with it. You can buy labor with it. You can buy resources. Um, and having that type of control, it is something that I dream of because I believe that I'm a good person and I want good people to have control of more resources. I don't want evil people to have control of the resources because then they will withhold them from people. Uh, and that's not the world that I'm looking to have, you know. So I want to support companies that have good core values and beliefs and where they're going to put the capital in the right places in order for me to figure out you know, what companies or what people would be making good decisions. You know, if you look at someone's dreams, you can kind of tell what they would be doing if they had that power. If their dream is to have a house or multiple cars, I mean, these are all just selfish dreams. They're only about the individual. You know, some people say uh, they want to have a family or, you know, a house. They're, they want to live on a lake. They want a boat you know, whatever their dream is. And they're not really telling me dreams. They're kind of telling me more about just goals or plans or, you know, maybe even just hopes that they have. Dreams to me would be much larger. And maybe people don't really understand the question. I understand in an interview context, these people aren't going to, you know, mostly come out and tell me their real dreams. I mean, some of them are for a career in a certain field or industry. And, it makes sense in a job interview because that's what people are thinking. But if someone had said, you know, that their dream is to start a nonprofit years from now, their dream is to start a business and then start a nonprofit later and try and solve some kind of problem, you know, like I have an idea that I want to try and help fix one of the cities that's closest to me, Pontiac, Michigan, because I believe that with the resources that are all encircling it, there is just so much wealth just right around the city that it's just preposterous that none of the wealth trickles in there. And it's because people don't want to move there because of the crime rates and because of, you know, the disarray that's going on. If you just look there, 
you can see all the decrepit buildings and everything and all the homeless people that are begging on all the street corners. So, of course, people don't want to move there when, you know, the murder rate is 100 times what it is 10 miles away if you have the money to live in these other areas. So the only reason that I see that this place is stricken by poverty is because you normally get what is already there. So, you know, wealth concentrates more wealth just because people want to bring their money to a nice area. If they are living in that poverty zone and then they get a lot of money, they're not going to stay there. Most people aren't going to stay there. I mean, that would obviously be optimal, but when you're making decisions about your own life, that's a hard decision to make to stay in a place where, you know, there's more crime and violence when you could take your kids 10 miles away and there's virtually no crime or violence. So in my city is only two cities away from Pontiac. And, you know, as you go over, it gets nicer and nicer. And then there's almost a no crime where I am. So that's kind of what happens. The poverty just drives more poverty because people want to leave where it is and they want to go where it's nice. So I believe that we can work towards ending, you know, these cycles just by helping getting the surrounding communities to, you know, put in to those communities and teach the people in those communities to help build, you know, these communities are undereducated because they don't have the funds for the education. You know, the the public schools in Michigan here, they're supposed to get all the same amount of money, but that's not what happens because like where I went to high school, it was a nice blue ribbon school in Commerce, Michigan, and they can charge more for the sports programs to the parents because the parents can afford it. There's more parents that will literally donate money to the schools than, you know, people in Pontiac can. So they, I mean, there's more corruption in the schools. I mean, if you look into Detroit and what's been going on in there in the public schools, there apparently is just rampant corruption and the money gets laundered instead of buying tools for the kids, you know, uh, it gets transferred into teachers' pockets and principals and superintendents or whatever. So there is also more incentive for that when people are living inside of that culture of more struggle, whereas not that corruption doesn't happen in the uh, wealthier communities, but there's less incentive for them to do so if they're looking at, you know, a million dollars in an education program, that might not be as big of an incentive to someone who already has a million dollars. They already have a good job. They don't want to get caught doing that and go to jail because their life's already good. So that would just be one of my dreams is trying to help a local city near me. And, you know, people would say that that's a massive dream. I mean, this city has been declining for, I'm not exactly sure how long, but my entire life, this city has never been, you know, a nice place to live. So for me to decide, oh, I'm going to change this whole city. I mean, that's a massive undertaking. That's a massive dream. And that's why it's a dream to me. Um, this obviously has never been done. This city has not been fixed. So who am I to come along and try to fix the city or something? But if I have a dream and I can just dream about that, you know, I spend my days daydreaming about helping this city that's near me and it would benefit everybody, all of the surrounding areas and all of the people in that city. What it does is that it, ch it changes your consciousness 
to a different level. It takes it to a different place. So, you know, the people who are telling me that they want a car or two cars or they want a house on a lake or they want a family, these are all things about themselves. So these are selfish desires. I mean, I, I don't, uh, you know, say anyone is bad if they want a house or even if they want five cars. I mean, you want what you want. We're all people and we want a lot of different things. I wouldn't tell people they're bad if they want material possessions. My only point is that those types of things don't raise your consciousness to the level where you would start to see the community around you and try to think about solutions, even if you're just daydreaming. If we had more people daydreaming about these solutions and thinking about it, then we might be able to get together and do something about it. So, you know, I've I have a dream of trying to help Pontiac. So what I've come up with, I'm donating 1% of our revenue uh, from my window cleaning company one of to three different charities. So my company is very small. This year is only $1,500, all right? We, we don't make that much money. So uh, that was actually for 2022. So this year, you know, we'll be donating our 1% of the 2023 revenue throughout 2024. So we have picked uh, three different charities, but one of them is in Pontiac. So what I want to do eventually, my dream will be to create a nonprofit that tries to get other businesses in the surrounding areas because there's many successful small businesses in the surrounding areas because there's a lot of wealth around here. So I do window cleaning. It's a service a lot of, you know, wealthy people want. And it allows me to generate enough revenue for me to survive and a few employees. So what I want to do is as we grow, we can try to help and donate to a local city near us. I also want to donate to a couple other organizations as well. But my idea for the nonprofit would be to get businesses in the surrounding area to commit 1% of their revenue to different charities as well. And if we could build up a charity inside of Pontiac and have the surrounding wealthy communities supporting Pontiac, I think it would benefit all of us because our businesses would be able to move into Pontiac too and get more business there as the people that live there generated more wealth as well. So I believe that it would help everybody, but I can't come up with these plans if I don't first have the dream. So I at least allow myself to have the dreams. And I believe that most people are completely discouraged in having these dreams. I know that I was. I had many dreams. I was always a daydreamer. I always, you know, had huge ideas. I have a really big imagination. So even when I was a little kid, this actually gets you in trouble when you're a kid because you're not focusing on what they want you to focus that's in front of you when you're daydreaming about, you know, all sorts of different ideas. So the school system completely discourages stuff like this. And I know that's why I get the answers that I do in interviews like this or when I have discussions with people about what they want to do in their life. What kind of dreams do they have? And, you know, a dream doesn't have to come true. You could just, you know, if I asked you what your dream is, what is your ideal world? You know, what would you love to achieve if it was possible? If anything was possible, you know, I just don't get answers like that when I'm talking to people. It's mostly ideas about their own lives. And that's what we've been taught to focus on. We haven't been taught to work together and work on much larger ideas. That comes way later in, uh, you know, if you go to college 
working on larger projects because then they get into, you know, specific careers if you become an engineer. Obviously, one engineer doesn't design all of the parts for a whole car or, you know, whatever project they're working on. So that's when they really start to get you to work together on bigger ideas. You're already an adult at that point. You know, there's it just doesn't leave as much room for that imagination that the younger kids have. And they don't show us how to work together. So people have these small dreams about themselves because that's what school teaches us. It's all about you. You all you know, you have to get your grades, your grades all the time, you know, your schoolwork, your tests, you know, your graduation, you're going to go to college, you got to get your degree and so that you can have a good life. And that's, that's really not how the world works outside of school. I mean, the people that achieve the most things, they almost never do it themselves. So, of course, there's always the crazy inventor that, you know, gets all the credit for, you know, one major invention which even in those cases, normally it's not just some mad genius that came up with everything. They had other people that had previous designs and, you know, other funding from other sources and, you know, all sorts of different um, people that had put input into their invention. But most things are created by massive organizations over time. You know, these, these things don't just get generated by one person and our schools don't really teach us to work together like that. So they don't really push us towards having those huge dreams because they're nearly impossible to achieve if it's by yourself. I mean, if I want to donate to Pontiac 1% of my revenue for from my small business, you know, it's not going to save Pontiac. That's, that's not how it works. I can't generate, you know, a few hundred dollars and give it to Pontiac and now they're saved. Me by myself, I mean, and this isn't even just me by myself. This is me and multiple employees. So, you know, in order to save a city that's by us, the population is like 70,000 people. Um, in order to, you know, try to build up this city and better it, it's going to take a lot of people, a lot of businesses to work towards that. You know, those are the kinds of things that dreams can help uh get other people involved because if you don't have that dream why would anyone want to help you you know you got to promote this so uh, i'm not at the point where i'm able to start a nonprofit right now and that's why it's a dream right now so i got cut off there uh, about a couple weeks ago and trying to finish this episode and i haven't been able to get back to it so basically just to finish my point there because uh, i did just re-listen to this uh recording and basically, you know, what I was trying to say is that in the future, I am still planning on creating this nonprofit. So, you know, without having the dream that has came from, you know, years ago, I wouldn't even be in a trajectory towards that. So one of the main things, you know, about this podcast is trying to change the political system. Now, if you want to change the political system, obviously you're going to need a massive dream. So one of the dreams that I would have would be to get rid of, you know, the dual party system. And obviously that's a big dream since it hasn't happened uh, and we haven't had a new party in a very long time. I do feel like there is a possibility of that 
um, in the near future here because people are pretty fed up with the Democrats and the Republicans. Um, but I know the main theme of this has been individual dreams versus dreams on a higher level of what you would really want if anything was possible. So, you know, and even bigger dreams for yourself as well. I mean, when you when you want bigger dreams for yourself, normally that's going to impact other people. And normally it's going to have an impact on the world for the good. And hopefully that's what you would want if you were able to achieve a dream of yours. So that is the main point, you know, of this show is trying to change the world for the better. And... I know I have a very small following at this point, and who knows what this will turn into in the future, um, but I want to at least get my ideas out there, and even if I can help just a few people, you know, towards the path of making this world a better place, that is what I want to do. So <clears throat> I do want this podcast to be political because I think that right now politics affects everything else in the whole world. And I also want it to be about self-improvement. So one of the major things that I think has always led me towards self-improvement was because of the huge dreams that I do have. If I didn't have these huge dreams, you know, what would propel me forward on my own path instead of, you know, trying to find an easier way through life? So obviously being a business owner you know, isn't the easiest path. I mean, there are career choices that you can definitely make decent money and get by on with putting in a lot less effort. So, you know, for me to be able to keep pushing through the harder times, you know, uh, went through quite a few challenges with my business and in my personal life. And the only thing that would keep me going through that is having that motivation because of the aspirations towards, you know, a larger dream, a larger goal, which I also have goals as well as dreams. So what I would just challenge everyone or anyone listening would be to, you know, really play around with your dreams and see where they can go. So, you know, don't worry about if they're going to happen, if it's even possible, you know, create an ideal world and see what kind of things would be in it. See what you would need to achieve those dreams because you might find out that there are actually ways to move the world towards those dreams or even in your own life, if you're looking just to specifically improve your life, you know, go and see what your ideal life would look like and then backtrack from there of what you think it would actually take to get there. Without doing that, you know, you're putting off what you could actually achieve. The reason that this is so important to me is because I believe that most people don't reach their potential or aren't even really striving for it. So that's why I'm so interested in self-improvement and why I spend a lot of time listening to audiobooks and podcasts watching YouTube videos um, about self-improvement or just, you know, learning about business specifically, even the window cleaning business, which I'm in, um, 
because I believe that everyone has this potential and you don't have to be the smartest person, you know, or the most educated to change your life or to have a big impact on the world. And it's really this thing where I think a lot of people don't believe that they can achieve big things. So they give up way before, you know, they would even start trying. And it takes, you know, way longer for people to realize what they could achieve. And a lot of people maybe later in life do realize what they could have done uh, because of where they've gotten to, even with the, you know, lesser motivation in their life. So that's why, you know, I really want to push this idea of having big dreams because I would like everyone to be motivated towards changing the world in a better way. And I know that they are, but they don't know how to go about doing it. And I believe it's because people are completely discouraged from really believing that it can happen. And I think that together we really can change the world. And that's why I was saying to challenge yourself to really picture your ideal world and think about what it would look like and what it would take to get there. And then see if you think you're willing to put in the work to try to achieve something that would push us closer to that world. I believe that the more people we have that are working towards improving the world, the better our world will get. And we're definitely going to come across a lot of challenges, but we're going to come across a lot of challenges either way. One of the main things about this podcast is always talking about the people who are currently in power right now and how they don't care about us and mostly what they want is just control. You know, they're trying to implement their dreams for what they want and they're relentless about it. So if we don't have more people that are joining up and trying to implement their dreams and our dreams, you know, the majority of the people want a much better world for everybody, not even just themselves. And, you know, I believe that we can easily take on the power structure that we have if we did actually work together and work against them. So that's about all the time I have for today. You know, the main point of this show is to try to get good people into positions of power. And that doesn't only have to be in politics. So, you know, right along the lines of this episode, uh, creating your own company, creating your own political organization, creating your own nonprofit, running for office yourself. I mean, trying to get actual good people into these positions of power. There's always going to be structures of power in every single system. No system we can create can get rid of all of the power. You know, unless we run into some weird AI future where the AI has all of the power and we actually have none, which I don't look forward to if that's our future. But since we're still uh, living in a world where humans have control of the power, uh, I, that's what I believe we need to do is really get better people into these positions of power and mostly people that care, not even just competency, but people that literally care about their constituents or their employees or whatever type of uh, people that they have power over that they actually care about them and what they want is best for everybody involved. I believe that means rejecting the two-party system that we have in the United States and 
voting for whoever you actually want there. And I will leave you, like I always leave you, with a message of unity. When you're having these political discussions or debates with family, friends, or other members of your community, just try to have some compassion because I believe that the majority of us really want the same things, and that's a better life for ourselves, our children, our families, our communities, and everyone else in the world. I appreciate you listening, and remember to always vote your conscience.